Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, you're going to meet the great Jim Cathcart. He is an international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and he's in both the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame as well as the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame. He's my guest next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, you know, the number one fear in America is fear of public speaking. And the second most common fear is fear of death. And if you die on stage, you can accomplish both, which I promise you I've done many times. Seriously, I, I had to uh, overcome a fear of public speaking in order to begin my journey uh, into the world of public relations. I had to promote a book. And at my height, I was speaking 300 times a year. But I got to tell you, it, it, was, uh, it was work. And I, and I had to overcome the fear of public speaking. Somebody who knows that very well is Jim Cathcart. He's an international speaker. He's a best-selling author. And he's in both the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame as well as the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame. And he's joining us from our Austin studios. Jim, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, it's a treat and an honor. I mean, what a what a forum. <laughs> Thank you for including me. Well, I am honored to have you in our Austin studio because you began your speaking career in what year? <laughs> well, full time. Yeah. 1976, uh, late 76, early 77. And uh, it's what I've been doing as a full time profession ever since. And by the way, in my latest book, I, I talk about public speaking and I mentioned that there's no such thing as a fear of public speaking. And everybody says, well, that's absurd. Of course there's a fear. No, it's a fear of judgment. Wow. Because all of us speak in public all the time, sitting around the dinner table, telling the family about your trip to the lake last weekend, that's public speaking. What we're afraid of is stinking when we get on stage and people say, oh man, he or she is awful. Well, and you're also not just uh, you know a one-time author or a two-time author. Can you pull up the book that you were showing me before the show and show me all the titles you have written? Well, these are the ones that came out in the year 2023. And the titles of my other books are listed on these two pages. That is amazing. Jim, do you mind sharing your age with us? My age is 37. <laughs> exactly. I'm too, no, I'm uh, almost. I'm, I'll be 77 in a few weeks. Wow, that is so inspiring because I just turned 60 and I look up to guys like you who are just making it happen. And uh, so I want to pull up your website. And as we scroll down your website, I want to talk about you and your amazing career and, and how you operate. I know you also teach um, speakers how to make a living speaking. Um, you do so many things. Um, talk more about what you're up to these days. Well, I work as a mentor to experts and entrepreneurs. What I mean by experts is if you have 
a particular skill or expertise or an ability that that other people would benefit from, and that's your business, then you're in business as an expert. It could be an expert in comedy or in music, or, or it could be an expert in solving plumbing problems. But if you're selling your expertise and that's your primary product, then you're kind of like me because I sell my expertise as a trainer and a, a mentor who encourages and guides other people to be more successful more quickly. And this uh, last couple of years have, have been really rough on uh, speakers, obviously. Uh, during the pandemic, I'm sure a lot of the people you were coaching uh, were freaking out because <laughs> they, they suddenly had to learn how to use Zoom. At the beginning of that, in 2015 through 20, December of 2019, I was doing four to six, depending on the year, lecture tours of mainland China speaking to thousands of people at a time through an interpreter for four to six hours a day. Went to 23 major cities in China. And in the year 2019, I spent 71 days in country over there on lecture tours, plus the work I was doing in the United States. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and boom, my career disappeared as I had known it. Wow. So I shifted to virtual and did a great deal more mentorship and private coaching for small groups of people. Jim, give us an update on the industry. Has it completely recovered from COVID? You would, you would have loved to have been with me two weeks ago. I was in Orlando for the National Speakers Association annual meeting that they call Influence. And there were 1,200 professional speakers there. And the hallways were jam-packed with conversations. The rooms, meeting rooms were filled with people and there were I don't know, at least scores of presentations over a five-day period. And it was, it was just like it had been before COVID, you know, back in the heyday of professional speaking. It was wonderful. Wow. The best speakers in the world doing their work at state-of-the-art level. There was one presentation done 100% inside a hologram. A woman, Sylvie D'Agusto, came out on stage started speaking and there was a screen in front of her you could see through from the audience and that's where they projected the hologram and so as she started speaking images started appearing all around her and at one point she was inside a human brain and pointing out things and they would appear as she pointed it was magical and then my friend don hudson who i've known since the 1970s got up and did a one-hour keynote speech no audio visuals straight up lecture and telling stories and wowed the audience. So you could be the coolest technological thing in the world with AI, or you could be an old time storyteller telling universal truths and timeless wisdom. Either way, there's still a market for it. Yeah, it's an exciting time to be in uh, public speaking for sure. I also wanna talk about the free gift that you're gonna offer my audience. We're gonna pull up this page off of your website because there's a, a free download that you're making available. Mm -hmm. If they go to the to free.cathcart.com, what they get is the opportunity to download my 25th book, which is a recent best. Well, it's just came out recently, but it hit a few bestseller lists already. And it's called What to Do When You're the Speaker. And it's not about how to give a speech. It's about how to deal with all the things speakers have to deal with. And so it's sort of an insider behind the curtain peek at how things work in the field of speaking. 
Yes. You and I were talking before the show about a TED talk that you gave a few years ago, but I, I want to have you set the stage because they threw you a curveball right before you went on. Yeah, it was like a curved beach ball. It was a big one. Uh, for months, I had been preparing for this because doing a TED talk is kind of a big deal to a lot of people. And I had not done one despite having done 3,500 speeches all over the world. But still, it was a big deal. So I go to Florida where they're filming the event and I'm, I'm ready for my 12 minutes that they had promised me. And the night before my speech, they said, uh, Jim, so we've got you on tomorrow at, at this time for six minutes. I said, but wait, 12 minutes. They said, no, but hadn't you talked to somebody and said six minutes would be enough? I said, no, my son told me I ought to shoot for six minutes. And I had mentioned that. And they said, well, we cut your time. And I said, no, 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 I'm not ready. And so they said, well, ah, the most we could give you is 10. So the job I did that day, I felt was like a seven out of 10 quality level because I lost the spontaneity that would have come with me doing what I was expecting to do. But as it was, it turned out pretty well and it went viral and got 2.7 million views. Who knew? That's amazing. And it's a mark of a true professional to not allow that beach ball to throw you. Let's go ahead and uh, roll a clip from that speech. Somewhere deep inside, you know what kind of person you were designed to be. If you want to produce great acorns, think like an oak, not like an acorn. Think like the person you intend to become. Like the Christian question, what would Jesus do? Ask yourself, how would the person I'd like to be do the things I'm about to do? The acorn has three parts. It's got a stem, a cap, and a seed. And the stem represents its connection to the past. All the acorns, all the oaks that have ever existed in its line before are encoded in that transfer through that stem, the legacy into this acorn. The cap holds onto the seed until the seed's ready to grow on its own. So the cap represents your coaches, your mentors, your, your role models, your guides, your parents, your friends, your teachers. And when you're ready to grow on your own, the seed of that acorn holds not only your potential, but the potential of every future generation of acorns that will spring from that line. So let me ask a question. What kind of seed is in you? See, I believe part of our responsibility in life is to find out who we are, to discover ourselves. First off, we need to respect our nature. We need to realize we are part of a continuing chain that carries a legacy and a responsibility. And if that's the case, then we need to recognize that we were not biological coincidences. Wow, such a, a powerful speaker. Uh, let's talk about goal setting, Jim, because you and I were talking this morning in preparation for this show, and you talked about if you do set a goal for yourself, what you need to do to make sure you reach that goal. Well, consider that a goal is the clarification or the articulation when you write it down or say it of a desire. Whenever I'm coaching people, I start with the question, what do you want? 
And they say, what do you mean? And I say, in life, in general, in your business, what do you want? And the more clear, more clearly they can state what they want, the more I can help them achieve it. And most people just generally know what they want. They say, well, I want to be happy, healthy, and have plenty of money. Yeah. And so does every living being who's ever existed. So get more specific. And when you set the goal, let's say for your business, you say, I want to be chosen as the small business leader of the year for the entire state of wherever you happen to live. And my second question would be, okay, how high up that mountain do you want to go? You want to be the number one. You want to be in the top few. You want to be the leading one in your region, in your state, in your nation, in the world, because the level at which you set your dream is going to tell you what your homework's going to be, how hard you got to work. Your standards will change when you decide to go pro. Because if, like for a golfer, the day he or she says, okay, enough amateur, I'm going pro. Practice becomes more important. Their equipment becomes more important, who they hang out with and where they go, when they practice, what kind of shape they're in, what they eat, everything becomes more important to the point of being vital to their growth as a professional. Wow. So goal well, setting is a big deal. Well, one of the things I love about you, uh, Jim, is you give away so much free information. If people follow Jim on social media, you're going to find out uh, some just gems. And you'll also find his very popular podcast, Wisdom Parlor. Uh, Jim, go ahead and tell us about your podcast. Okay. What distinguishes it is both words. Uh, instead of being an interview like we're doing now, I decided to make it a parlor discussion among people who are committed to succeeding in life. And so it's a gathering of eagles and aspiring eagles, all talking about important things that everyone can relate to. So if you just tune in and sit by and watch and listen, you'll gain a lot of wisdom you know, be a fly on the wall while the, while the big kids talk. Or if you want to join in the discussion and contribute an idea or a point of view or a compelling question, then you can do that. But I, I find it very stimulating to be around people who are already achievers at some level and looking to go to the next level and they want to discover the wisdom that exists. Yes, and because both of us are big fans of the National Speakers Association, in fact, you're in their Hall of Fame, uh, let's give a shout out to the National Speakers Association and maybe words of encouragement to the person who's serious about becoming a professional speaker, why it's important to hang around others. You bet. It's nsaspeaker.org and NSA National Speakers Association. I'm a past national president and, like you said, have been inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. It, it, NSA is for people who are in the business of delivering speeches and seminars and you know being a subject expert. Toastmasters, by contrast, which is 100 times larger, like 360,000 members worldwide, is for teaching people to be better communicators and to be more confident when speaking in public. So if you want to learn to be a speaker, go to Toastmasters. They're all over the world, easy to find. If you decide to make a business of that, go to the National Speakers Association. If you want somebody at your elbow, come with me and let's discover how much more successful you can be. 
Okay, we've got about two minutes left, so tell people what it's like to engage you. If there's somebody watching this who say, man, I, I need a mentor like Jim in my life, uh, what does that process look like? I, I do mentorships in, in uh, time frames, one month, which is basically a strategic focusing and realignment, get them pointed in the right direction, give them some tips and observations to get them off to a great start. Three months, that's what I call my going pro experience, where I coach them individually a couple of times and then in small groups of maybe five to 10 people. And that's a weekly Zoom meeting. And that gets them really you know, focused on going pro. And at the end of that, we do a, a Austin, Texas-based uh, mastermind retreat. And by the way, you can come over to my house for your every <laughs> I like what you've done with it. It's nice. By the way, And then I do 10-month or, or year-long programs, which I call the Experts Academy. And they can just go to cathcart.com slash experts for a full description of that. But I love what I do. I love like uh, getting together with people like yourself. When I came to Dallas and we got a chance to hang out a little bit in your amazing studio there, um, just it's that's my idea of a great time. Yes. You know, I'm either playing guitar and singing, I'm riding my motorcycle on twisty winding roads, or I'm hanging out with people like you and talking about big ideas. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm proud to call you my friend, and you have given us some real words of wisdom. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to end with Jim's website, which is jimcathcart.com. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jim. It's a treasure for me. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jeff. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.